Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 1. Here's Pastor Ryan. Baptism is not as for a means of salvation, as you know, on the cross, wonderfully. You had the two thieves on the cross, the two criminals, one on each side of our Lord, and they both mocked the Lord at the beginning. But something happened in those six hours on the cross. Something happened with one thief. He, he had a change of heart. Think about it, just looking at Jesus on the cross, looking at all of the circumstances, it clicked to this criminal. And he told his friend to stop mocking him. He's a just man, but we're not just. We're getting what we deserve, but he's an innocent man. And then he turned to Jesus and he said, remember me, Lord, when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, I assure you, assuredly I say to you, this day you shall be with me in paradise. And he was saved. No baptism. He was saved. Verse 18, or verse uh, 17, for Christ did not send me uh, to baptize. And if you ever want to encourage some friends that think, oh, wait a minute, have you been baptized? You don't want to die in that position. You may go to hell. You take him here and you say, do you respect the apostle Paul? Yes. Do you expect, do, do you believe that God gave him authority? Yes. To write the scriptures? Yes. So Christ did not send him to baptize. You see what he said there? For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. Paul says, not with wisdom of words. He, I mean, you talk about literature, you talk about grammar, you talk about academia, Corinth, Athens, Greece. I mean, it's like talking to Harvard, Yale, other Ivy League schools, letting them know this isn't about fancy words. This isn't about how well you can put a message together. This is about the cross. Because the more fancier we try to make the message, the more we try to preach with, with you know, with, with uh, you know, $5 terms to show ourselves to be uh, something when we're not. It limits the effectiveness of the message. It's backwards. Now, if you're highly intelligent and sophisticated and have been educated and you read a lot of books and you got the grammar, I'm not saying be something different, but usually if you're well studied, you know this much. Know who you're talking to. Make it simple for people. Paul was a genius. Pastor Chuck was super smart. You know what I mean? And, and, and McGee was super smart. God had just chosen some smart cats, but most of us are not. <laughs> we'll get into that in this chapter. But, he, but the, the ones in the Lord realize I got to make this simple for people or else I'm going to make the cross of no effect. Now, 
I believe in education. I believe in getting better at your craft or at your gifts, sharpening them up. But, but, but always trust in the Lord. Give God the glory. And, and uh, if I'm going to use a, a big term, and the Holy Spirit uh, lets me know that that's what I'm doing, it's a, I'll define it so we all learn it together. Amen? The definition of this is et cetera, et cetera. Not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. Verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of the sage? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, uh, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. And, you know, here he is. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? You know, where is the disputer of this age? This, like I said, you're in Greece, man. That's the epitome of, of learned man. The schools, the philosophers, they all came from there. And he's basically calling them out because the message of the cross is foolishness to this world. It's foolishness to the natural man who is spiritually undiscerned. The idea that God the Father would send his son, Jesus Christ, into the world to preach and to die for the sins of humanity on the cross. And on the third day that God would raise him from the dead and he's at the right hand of the Father and that for those who believe in Jesus Christ shall be saved and have eternal life. That message is foolishness to the world. And it's foolishness, uh, a stumbling block to the religious Jews and foolishness to the Greeks. Nothing has changed. But there are people who are appointed to hear the message of Jesus Christ through you and through me in our simple words and in our simple ways and in our simple life and it'll click like a light bulb and that person goes into eternity. So don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't try to improve upon it or, or, or add whistles and bells or intellectual sophistication to it. When our Lord was just Humble. He was meek, lowly of heart. And we're told in Galatians, that we are to have the mind of Christ 
that we are to that we are to have the mind of Christ who made himself a bondservant, who made himself of no reputation. And that's what we should seek to be, to be humble, to be meek, and to understand that whatever the world needs, he will give it to you to give it to the world in your in the way that only you can do it. Because there's only one you. And we need to be the best Christ us we can be. Not try to be what we're not and just share to the lost why you love Jesus. And that's enough. That's enough. He'll show us the way. And so Paul is saying to that the wisdom of God is amazing. It is the power. To us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of the sage? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, what has this world accomplished through its wisdom? with all of our advancements, and we are more advanced than we've ever been in the history of mankind, with all of our advancements, with all of our technology, what has the wisdom of this world done for the souls of men? Nothing. And he's saying it to the Corinthian church who's surrounded by brilliant people of the world. And he's letting them know They ain't too brilliant. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So young folks in here, measure how you admire people. Because the most brilliant mathematical professor from Harvard or MIT, if they don't know Jesus, you are wiser than they are. You are wiser than they are. To the glory of who? And not to you or me. Now, there's balance. And you run into a famous person, you go, hey, there's a famous person. Not, oh my gosh, it's Brad Pitt. <laughs> but before you come to the Lord, it's kind of like, <laughs> that's how we were. That's how I was anyways, shoot. I was like awestruck whenever I saw a famous person. Now I look at them and I look in their eyes and say, I hope they come to know Jesus. They sure can act good. I hope they're, they can give their lives to the Lord. Different, the, the, the further we go down the road, they need Jesus. God bless Brad Pitt. I hope he comes to know him. I really do. I mean it. <clears throat> For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, if you think about our educational system, they are teaching our people that we come from animals. Think about that. That we 
have come from animals. They are, they are teaching society that we are all just an, an accident that happened in the universe with no answers of our, or, of our origin. And they wonder why the world is the way it is. And I think as believers, it's, it's honorable to, to look upon someone that has ac- accomplished in academia and, man, that's good. You worked hard. That's good. It's praiseworthy that they worked hard. Shows us that they were able to consistently do tasks and complete them and finish something that they started. Thumbs up. But at the end of the day, they're learning Facility, they're, they're, the, the universities, they're, they're spewing out all of this indoctrination, all of this humanism that doesn't help the soul. So it's all with balance. Verse 22, for the Jews request a sign. Remember the religious Jews asked Jesus for a sign. They said, no sign will be given to you except for the sign of Jonah, as the prophet Jonah was in the belly of the well, the belly of the great fish for three days, three nights. So the Son of Man shall be in the belly of the earth for three days. And so they seek a sign. The Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks' foolishness. I'm learning about preaching more and more how to make a direct beeline to the cross, no matter what I'm teaching. Make a beeline to the cross. It's the cross that people need to hear about. And when you witness Jesus Christ to people, make sure you mention the cross. The cross, the blood, what he's done. That's the power, as we sang this morning. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger uh, than men. No matter what they say about our faith, about what we believe, they may mock us, they may put us down, they might put God down. We know that God is stronger than them, that God ultimately is the winner and king and they're just lost. No matter how good their lives may look, and some of their lives on the outside, speaking of judging by appearances, they look like they have it together. But they don't, kids, they don't have it together. Because you don't measure whether a person has their life together by the possessions that they have or the fame that they have, or the success in this world that they have. You measure a person's success by their faith in Jesus Christ. Because they can't take that stuff with them. And unless they repent, they ain't going to see heaven. Verse 26, for you see your calling, brethren. I love that. He's calling them brethren, right? He's speaking to believers. You see your calling, brethren? Sweet Hills, do we see our calling? Look around. You see your calling. You see yourself. You see what God has done in your life. You trip out on what he's done. He's called you. Isn't that trippy? Isn't that awesome? You never would have thought that he would have called you, but he called you nonetheless. 
My life is a, a massive trip. I don't have the, the intelligence to put it in words to you. It's just a trip. I know my, my wife and I, she gets to giggle with me. We trip out on how trippy my life has been. From where God has taken me, cleaned me up, dirty fish, and, and then brought me to where I am today, it is trippy. Her and I, we chuckle a lot, we laugh, we praise God. We can't believe it. And I'm sure you feel the same way about you. You were lost, you were blind, but now you see. You were going along in the world's ways and in the influence of Satan. You were in darkness. You didn't even care about God. Now all of a sudden, you just love him. How did that happen? It's a trip. You see your calling? Look around. Have you done inventory of how far he's brought you and how, how are you here today? You see your calling. Brethren, Paul is saying to them, not many wise according to the flesh. He's got that pretty nailed down when it comes to me. Not many wise. Look around. Not many wise. According to the flesh, that is, according to the flesh. Not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things, the bottom things, right, of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. It's a backwards way for the Lord. What the, what the world magnifies and idolizes and glorifies, oh, the world chooses the best of the best. God chooses the weak the foolish, the despised. I felt despised in my life. I felt despised. When you're brought up in abuse, when you're brought up in a home where they can care less about you, I had an abusive stepfather that I literally had a fight when I was 14. I literally, in the kitchen, one-on-one -on -one with the grown man to finally hit him back. To have a, a, my mother, my mother disinterested. If I can name one thing she was towards me, it was disinterested. My older sister, three years older, disinterested. Used to smack me around too. Was not in the least a brother and sister loving relationship. Not in the least. Never was. Older sister. So I grow up with this anger and hatred in my heart. I went from being a sweet boy, adventurous boy, to being afraid. Growing up in South El Monte, which is a hard neighborhood to grow up in. Gang, gang, gangs since the 30s. Gangs, it's just a way of life. So how do you go, come from that to, to here? It's because it's the heart of God. He does not care where we come from. He does not care your pedigree. How do you think orphans feel when they hear the saying, they come, from a godly, they come from a good family? That's not a very nice thing to say to some people. It's not a nice thing to hear. 
What if they didn't come from a good family? You know, what if they didn't? God says, give them to me. So it's backwards to trip. So if I look aloof sometimes, I'm just tripping out on life. <laughs> I'm trying to be a past from a gangster to a pastor kind of thing. You know, it's not, it's not the best seminary to go to, I guess. But, you know, it is what it is. He's good. He's the God of the fatherless, the God of the widow. He sits us amongst princes. I have eaten with some nice company. And I know who I am. I'll never forget who I am. Paul the apostle would say, I'm the least of the apostles because I persecuted the church. <laughs> That's heavy stuff, but anyways. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. That no flesh should glory in his presence. And that's what God is really concerned about. He, he, we, our hearts are desperately wicked who can know it. You get a, we, we get a little... Blessing, we get a little authority, we get a little spiritual insight, and pretty soon we think we're Paul the Apostle. <laughs> so he, may, he, he, he gets such the despised and foolish things of the world so that though we may get big-headed, those around us will bring us down to size and say, no, it is God, because I know you, and that is God through you, not you. Be humble that no flesh should glory, glory in his presence because pride is the worst sin and pride is what messed up Lucifer, right? Satan. But of him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. That takes time. One of the most things that... that I, God wants us to be humble. We seek our own glory. We seek the praises of men. We become arrogant or conceited. We think we're somebody spiritually. It just brings upon his chastening. He just does not like that because it's dangerous for our souls. It is so dangerous for our souls. So he tends to, you know, mold us and shape us and bring us down to earth and just be humble like Jesus. And then he begins to use you. Then he begins to use us. Don't be self-sufficient. Be God-sufficient. Be humble. One of the things we look out for is that very, day, very thing here in the ministry. For those who want to be raised up in the church here, one of, that's what we're trying to avoid. We're trying to avoid pride, arrogance. We want to make sure that everyone has a humble heart before God as much as possible. <laughs> before they, 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 uh, they get promoted because it can be the worst thing for them. Does that make sense? Father, we thank you for your love, your grace and mercy. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing. We praise you and we lift you up on high, Jesus, that you came to save sinners in whom we are chief. We're so grateful for the blood. 
your blood that cleanses us, Lord. We're so blessed by the resurrection that gives us eternal life. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters, just a special blessing upon their Sunday, upon their week, their homes, that their homes would be filled with your praises and prayers and the study of your word, and that the spouses, the married couples, would be strengthened in their marriage, that they would pray together, care for each other, serve each other, that the kids, Lord, would be uh, well-behaved, and if not, that the parents would love them enough to put them in their place, and that the parents would spend time with their kids and love them and care for them. If you're here and you haven't accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweetheels.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We adore.